If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to perfect, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, a spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real. So let's be perfect. So per- perfect. 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 Everything, anything, anything, anything. telling y'all that we love y'all we're grateful for the opportunity to be anywhere sharing our thoughts the way that we see life hopefully in helping you realize that you are perfect and the reason why i can unapologetically say that without any hesitation is because i know that you are one of one numero uno you cannot be replicated duplicated you cannot be recreated you you are just you and the only reason the only reason you would be looking at yourself and saying that you're not perfect is if you're looking over there to this person and saying I'm not him or I don't do it like him or them or her or whoever. But you know what? You are you and that's all you need. And of course, it's yours truly, Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood real estate broker. And I have my boy, Jake Clay, spiritual rapper and teacher. And we've got to get on here and talk about telepathic intentions and reward. What up, Jake? What up? Happy Sunday to all my perfect people in perfect land, doing the perfect things, doing the perfect time at the perfect place always. And yeah, just just feeling good. Stepping into my perfection. Yeah. Stepping into your perfection. And so I'm going to tell everybody this up front, too. Um, you've been a part of Perfect Mode before. If you like it and feel like the things that we have to offer are shareable or someone else needs, please hit that share button or, you know, send it to a, a, a messenger or something. But just let somebody know that you think that it can help. So, Jay, telepathic intention and reward, man. Telepathic intention yeah. and reward. Where were you at when this came into your space? Well, well, first, even even before I mentioned that, I want to see your thoughts because I, I want to see like, do you, do you have any clue? Like, did, like what came to your mind specifically when you read this? So the very first thing that came to my mind was okay, okay. So to kind of frame this up, this is all about the um, the mental capacity that I have to believe in the things that I want. Or if I can actually truly visualize it to its detail so that way I can bring it into existence. And so kind of just kind of give an example, um, me working a deal in real estate. Whenever I'm working a deal in real estate, I literally can see the finish line. And I mean, all the details and kind of anticipate things that are going to come into my deal. And so what I do in those instances, when I see those things come up, I visualize the true outcome or what's going to be done until that is actually done so that's how i saw it um that's where my mind was and that's kind of how i thought of that love it okay so yeah it, yeah it's similar to that but it was more so focused on relationships and just the interaction between people and understanding how your intention 
shapes the reality of the matter between you and a stranger, you and a friend, you and an enemy. Um, just like really going deep into that that connection and realizing your part in it so that you can get the reward of changing it if you choose to seize control of it and change it. So, and I, I love, uh, so again, I did not think about it from the relationship standpoint, um, but this is definitely going to give me a shift throughout the show, which I, I, I'm appreciative of. But um, I will say that um, I love the thought press of your intentions, but more important than that, I love the fact of finding out your part in any situation. So that's where I, I that's where I, I, I let the umbrella fall. Go ahead, Jay. So, yeah, so I, I start off by kind of re rehashing what we talked about in previous weeks and just really understanding who we are to each other. Like, we think that there's another one out there. We, we, it, it seems like we're two separate people, you know, that, that people are watching right now. But in fact, from the perspective of one of us, it's all the same. And what I mean by that is you give meaning to everything. Everything that has ever happened to you, everything that continues to happen, everything in your view, you've given some kind of meaning to it. You say, okay, I'm looking at this this canvas, this screen is called air or it's called earth, it's called reality, whatever, whatever it is, you've separated certain aspects of it and says, this action means this, this object means that. And you you kind of go down the list and you don't even realize what, what all meanings that you actually have. But since you, uh, my alarm just went off. Hold on. <laughs> uh, you know, the funny thing is, before you finish, I wanted to ask you in that moment, what did that mean to you? Like, what intention does that have for you? It just kind of just because because the reality of it is this is midday and um, you didn't respond. But aside from smiling, you know what I mean? But most people, depending on the circumstances, if that alarm goes off, they're going to, you know, but go ahead. You know, it's funny to me because uh, the reason I started smiling is because I realized, like you said, it's the middle of the day, realized neither me or my wife has went outside and um, the fact that she forgot that it was on because it's midday and she just went out and it, it cut on. So that's what it meant to me. But but not that's a good example, though, because <laughs> all of these things went into play in this one second, two second that this happened. And, um, and yeah, so so to that again, like as, as the definer, as the one who defines reality you're only seeing your own definitions play out. You're seeing nothing else. No, no matter how much you, you want to you wanna change it, you're only seeing your definitions play out. But on top of that, um, you are also getting a chance to learn about who you really are because, other, because circumstances, it gives you that nod to say, okay, who will you be in this circumstance? Will you be who you've always been? Will you be something new? Will you be a mixture? And Again, it's 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 all about you that you're interacting with. I'm going to tell you, so I know we're talking about this from the relationship standpoint, and I'm about to go here. But um, I think the funniest part about so so number one, you kind of mentioned, you know, how would I be in this situation or how would people be responsive to it? Now, this is the, the, the I guess the biggest epiphany that, again, I know, but it's hitting me again now is that it doesn't you could never really know the impact that it has on the other people in these relationships unless they vocalize it right um or unless they tell you because you know i i, I think about me and your relationships right 
and in the tense that we're talking about, I think about everything that you do and what I think about it. Now, the crazy part about it is you have no idea what those things are. <laughs> you know, you like you just know that based off of the ways that I've been, the reaction that I've gotten from Troy is either we're cool or we've gotten cooler throughout time. Um, and for me, you're right. In a split second, I'm consistently on it. Like I'm always analyzing every interaction that we have. And I, I, I'm saying that to say that we do this with everybody that we're around, but a big part of our makeup, which is a thing that we cannot, we're always trying to control, but we shouldn't. This is the reason why you should just be you is because um, you don't know. Like, I don't know what you think about me. Now, you know, through our years of working together, there have been times where I came out and like, say, bro, or you, you will say the same thing. Man, you go hard. Man, this is this. And like now we're putting in the we're putting in the open what's in the secret or we're putting in the light what's in the dark. And a, a, a lot of the times, a lot of the crafting that we're doing when it comes to our telepathic intention, nobody knows. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, right. Right. And that's from the from the other standpoint, from the other person's standpoint. But even from ours. We're not even aware of our intentions. Like, we don't take time out to say, okay, well, what do, what do I intend to happen in this interaction? What do I intend to happen today when I see someone on the street? What do I intend to happen when I encounter someone, you know, in the store? Like, whatever the situation is, we don't impart our intentions on it. We 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 let whatever happen happens. We, whatever, we let whatever is happening happen without even trying to, to impart a piece of ourselves onto it. And if we kind of switch that, if we say, okay, this is the person I want to embody. So every interaction today, I'm going to make sure to, to be that way. I'm going to make sure to, to lead with love if that's what you're looking for. I'm going to make sure to, to be kind if you're, you know, once if you're setting the intention for kindness and be mindful of it and watch how it plays out. Watch how quickly it changes the re reality that you're in. I, I like it just simply because you give yourself the opportunity to get instant gratification over and over again. Instant gratification, because again, the things that I know or that I've been able to witness that we're seeking all the time in society is instant gratification. We want an instant response to whatever we put out into the universe. And I think the you know what you're saying is, when, so number one, again, I have not come to the conclusion that everything that I want is gonna go my way, right? But what I have also come to the conclusion is whenever I'm intentional about things, more often than not, things do actually go my way. And so I love the fact of from the very moment you open your eyes, starting to be an intention setter um, and expecting exactly what you're what you're trying to get back to get back. Go ahead, Jay. Well, I, I wouldn't. I, I would caution against expectations because the expectations that's when that's when you can fall into that um i don't know depressed state or feel like a sore loser if things if, if what you expect doesn't happen but if you kind of leave it at the intention level like this is what i intend to do this is my intention this is how i intend to feel you're keeping the control on you like the, the outcome it doesn't matter but you're keeping your focus on what you really intend so that you get to interact with it from from every direction so i guess i'll give an example um Let's say you want to be the, the just the strongest man physically ever. And that's easy to be when you're around people who see themselves as weak. So it's like, yeah, I intend to be the strongest in this group. And you're, you're around people that, that see themselves as weak. 
it's easy. But then you encounter someone who also intends to be the strongest and you interact with that person. Now you have a real opportunity to be the strongest man physically um, that you can be because of that that supposed opposition. So like you get to see it from both sides. So that 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 person you go head to head with is not necessarily meant to be an enemy. It's more of a compliment to what to the intention that you set. And you can go at it with um, with joy. Like, yeah, I can I can actually go with this. I don't I don't have to have animosity toward this person. I'm grateful that this person came and, and showed this side to me so that now I can interact with it and and, and follow my intentions. I think that that's actually the way that majority of people actually live their life, though. That's the craziest part about it. At least that's the way that I see it. And I, I, I'm saying that projecting myself onto everybody, of course. Right. Um, but uh, just through witnessing myself as well as other people, I know that. I feel like my friends are great. Right. I also feel like I'm as great as the people that I'm around. I feel like my friends are successful. I feel like I'm as successful as the friends that I'm around, right? And the beauty of it is there's a community. There's there's the love and the camaraderie and all the stuff that comes along with you being amongst people that you set your intentions to be as good with or as good around. But we, as you use in your example, know that you may not be the best in the world at this specific thing or the most um, um, wealthy of the people in this thing. And so I think that a lot of times those intentions that we set for ourselves are, though we're not framing it as just to be enough to be around this, we're saying that we want to be great and we deem that as greatness. Oh, we've deemed these places are the best places to be. And I think that, you know, it's been plenty of times using us as the example where I didn't work out. Right. And then when I know you were going hard, there was no animosity or no, no any that you were talking about. I was I have to be as fit as the person that's around me. So I it, 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 it moves me in a direction of what I want to move anyway, but it moved me in a direction to be better. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the the people we're around is a. It's like a cheat code. Like it's a way to to automatically be in their flow. But the 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 big but with that is their intention might not align with our intention. So it, it's something to be aware of. Like you can still be around around people, but make sure you know your intentions first and foremost, so that you can flow in the direction that you want. So so that and that's why I would go back to what you were saying in the very beginning. Like the outcome shouldn't matter. Regardless, meaning like you should only keep you should only have your eyes set on your attentions anyway. Now, if when once you do that, there is going to be an endpoint, And that's where I think that's where we are kind of. At because if my intentions again, wrong intentions, maybe I needed to have different intentions. But in this situation that we're talking about, if my intentions. Are to fit in and have what everybody else around me has then there is a limitation that I necessarily don't want. And that's where we go back to what you were saying in the beginning about knowing what your true intentions are or knowing what you what you really want your intentions to be and not because we just operating around what's comfortable for us. A lot of instances. Right. I might have had higher intentions, but the way that my life feels is good. 
You know what I mean? But go ahead, Jay. Yeah, no, nah, that's true. Like we, we, a lot of us have like uh, higher intentions, but then we fall into you know who we're around, and we see that they're comfortable. I'm comfortable. We're all comfortable together. This is this is good enough, and it, it can be. You know, like especially if that's your intention. Like you, you intend to live a, a nice, peaceful, comfortable life, um, and that's good. Or you may say, "All right, it's time for more. I want more. I, I intend for this to happen." But it's important that you start viewing life through your intentions and not through what reality looks like now or even what your the, the ones around you or society deems as your intentions. I want you to go a little bit deeper on that. View the world through the lens of your intentions. What does that mean? Yeah, so again, to, 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 give, the, to give the example of, of the strongest man, somebody says, I, I want to be the strongest man. And they, they in reality, they could be the scrawniest person on earth. And they say, you know what? I want to change. I, I want to start embodying the, the, the things of this, the qualities of this uh, strong person. I want to embody it now. I don't want to wait. I don't have to wait years and do all this. So they start to. Then they, they start, they walk into the, into the gym, maybe. They go around all these people who, who look swole and they start working out with them. Now, these swole people probably looking like, man, who's this little dude? But they, they see that in his eyes, he's not changing. He's not shying away from it. So they're going to help him out. They're like, okay, like, like, come on, let me show you how to do some things. And he's already experiencing that because in a sense, the reason why he's the, the strongest, even in that moment is he made the, what would be considered the strongest people kind of look at him and want to help him succeed at being the strongest. You get what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. okay. No, go ahead. Okay. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Okay. So, so, it, so it's like, no matter where you're at, always hold that intention because again, like that's just that's just one day. That's just one moment out of that guy's intention. And he, he could be set with it. He can be like, I'm I'm done. But when he knows what he intends to happen and the the I guess even the physical change or the, the matching change to happen, and he knows that hasn't happened yet, he must hold this intention and stay in it until it does happen. So this is the so this is the crazy part about this. So so I I'm with you, right? Um what we're saying is regardless of the surroundings, regardless of what I witness, regardless of what I feel, my mind is always, I'm the strongest man on the planet, right? It's just, it's just what it is. So, and we, we've talked about this numerous, numerous times before that once you not even, once you just set what your baseline is, your new baseline, you, your steps are kind of ordered, right? You, your step, you, you essentially just move in such a way that points you to exactly what it is that you're claiming to be. But here's the thing when it comes to the telepathic intention, when we're talking about the relationship part of it, right? The same person that goes to the gym and they their intentions are set. So that means no matter what, they're gonna do the things that they feel like are necessary to make them accomplish that goal. Now, the thing that makes that easier is the relationship part. That's what we're talking about, right? Because if the other people come along and start to assist or encourage or um, whatever, you know, motivate, like that's helping you to realize your intentions even faster so you to feel it even faster. But if nobody doesn't come, if you don't get that relationship part of it, then how do you move to give yourself that additional energy in order to do it? And I'm just saying that just oh, go, go ahead. Yeah. So, OK, let's, let's let's take two more two more examples of that example. So you have the, the positive 
relationships, which, you know, are kind of reinforcing that. Let's say you have the the so-called negative relationship where somebody like, well, your, your, your mama was scrawny, your daddy's scrawny, you're going to always be scrawny or something. I don't know. And, and, and you, you can now accept that if you want to, you can say, uh, well, yeah, this is my perceived past. So this is going to be my perceived future, or you can use it for what it is, what it intends. Like you can, you can intend for this to be a way like, all right, I'm going to convince them. I'm going to show them by still sticking to who I know that I am and they'll, they'll come along. And if they don't, I'm still going to use that, that fuel. But there's a, there's another case. Um, like what if you don't have that either? What if you don't have positive or negative reinforcements? You just have your own intention. Great. Cause, cause it's, it's a chance to get deeper within yourself. Like, who am I? Who, who am I really? What does this mean for me to be this person? How do I want to be when I'm, when I'm finally around people or not around people? Like every aspect of the relationship is there just to help you. If you set that intention that our relations are help. So this is where I love to talk about my kids, man, because, um, you know, you get to see a lot of this stuff kind of play itself out. You get to also be those people that's in the gym that's helping them accomplish what they're trying to accomplish because of what they're verbalizing or their intentions, um, especially when it's their intention. So, so number one, I have a 12-year-old son and I have a 5-year-old son. My 12-year-old son says he wants to go to the NBA, right? <clears throat> now, you know, um, I'm 5'9", I'm 5'10", you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I'm not necessarily the, the, the bulkiest guy. So I could come and be uh, pessimistic, um, not somebody that's encouraging. <clears throat> I could be, like I said, the people that are in the gym that recognize you there but don't care that you're doing it. Um, but what I will say to, the, to that point is something that I get to ask my son on a consistent basis is, do you still want to play basketball? You still serious about basketball? Um, and when I ask him that, his in, what he says helps me to play my part based off of the intentions that he said in that moment. So in the moment, he's telling me I still want to be a hooper. So because of that, you, you want to talk about the world, uh, the reward. The reward is his dad is here to help him. Not only is his dad is here to help him, his mom is here to help him. All his friends and his family get to come and watch, they come to watch and encourage him during games. And so now there's a scene that's being set to help him in accomplishing whatever it is, but that's all because his intention hasn't changed. Now, I have a five-year-old who is the guy in the gym that I said that somebody's not coming to to do that, right? So, and it's, it's, it's a crazy dynamic too, you know, having one kid and having another and some stuff you feel like you can shortcut. And what I mean is some things that I did with TJ, I don't feel like I had to do with Brody because Either one, he's already caught on to things faster because of being in an environment and his intentions being. So let me let me come back real quick. Brody's intention is always to be better than TJ. Now, Brody wants to be a basketball player. He wants to be a football player. But his intention is to be better than his big brother at all these things. So, again, now we're going back to the story. There are some things with my five-year-old that I just try to skip because he he's already ahead. He's already, his, his intentions have been said to be better. So at age five, he's better than TJ was at age five. 
Matter of fact, he might be better than TJ was at age six and age seven because of him walking in his life to do things in such a way all the time. Now, this is where the resistance starts to come in from the people on the outside. He's he's asking me to do certain things, and I'm like, we're not gonna do that, fam. That don't even make sense. Like, why are we gonna do that? Like, you know, we we're not gonna do it. But his intentions have moved me outside of me saying that I don't want to do something to do it. And that's why I wanted to bring him up. So there have been instances where he's saying, let's go out here and go do this drill. So yesterday, I didn't want to go. We had football games all morning. I was tired. I knew I had something to do with the, the, the night. So I didn't want to go out to, to, to hoop, right? And so he came to me and was like, Dad, I'm really trying to master this such and such and such, such a five-year-old. So we ended up going outside yesterday because his intentions were so dead on and, and, and set that I had I, I had no choice but to move. I could have told him no, you know, but I had no cho- I felt like I felt compelled to just go out and do what I needed to do. And so I think that's the point that I was making about the gym. Like it might not even look the certain way that it's supposed to look in the beginning. But if you if your intentions stay the same, the world will fold to you. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I, I love that for a lot of reasons. And and first, like one, one thing that came to mind is the I guess the speed of your intention or the level of your intention, it kind of depends on the the wholeness within. You know, like like if you if you used to having a split mind on a lot of things or or how do I say it? Because it it's tough to just explain a split mind quickly. Oh, okay. So a split mind is like where you say you want peace, right? But again, you're, you're drawn to conflict or you're you're always in, in fights with people. And you're like, man, why do I keep getting fights? Why do I keep attracting people that, that oppose, you know, opposes me? Um, and when I say I want peace, but you only oppose, those people only oppose you to give you the chance to act out that peace. And so like with, with, the, with the split mind in that sense, by not recognizing how you're split, it takes a little bit longer for your intention to be felt by others, even though you can, you would still intend it. But, but the, the, the most important thing is for you to hold the intention, no matter what, through everything. Like even, even if you have to hold an intention for five years, you know, if, 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 if your, if the intention is worth it, I would say do it. Like only set intentions based on what you really believe is worth it until you finally decide without a shadow of a doubt that, okay, this is not worth it anymore. I can let go of this intention. But the sooner you you become in line with what you intend to do and you actually live that through, the quicker you'll be able to influence those around you where they'll have what you said, where like you you had no choice but to help them because you, you really felt compelled to. Yo, listen to me, fam. When you say you and I, we talked about this the previous week, too. Right. Um, and I, I told you, like, again, for me, one of my ultimate goals is to be the the ultimate motivator right the the ultimate bringer of encouragement um the ultimate uh person to help you overcome what you feel like might be a hindrance right and i am i feel like i'm generally successful at at being that now use my wife as an example my wife is a party planner she throws parties all the time and I don't think this is any different from anybody else that has a high intensity job. But generally, whenever it's time for those things to go on, they they tend to get overwhelmed and it's a it's a it's a stress, right? Now, for me, 
the the my intention is to continue is to be a motivator. It's just it's just point blank period. It's not to be a motivator here and not to be a motivator there. But leading up to any party, I've I'm, I'm a lot of times I'm already defeated. And so this is the point that you were making that once your intention is set, all the opposition, even the grand the grandiose or the grandest opposition is going to continuously be in your face to test, but not only test to sharpen your iron, to make you stronger at what you're doing. And you cannot forget your intentions in it, even when it's something that you don't want to deal with. And I guess that's kind of the way that I look at it. I mean, that's just me using the life experience, but, you know, leading to a party, I'm already detached, like, oh, it's going to be a stressful time, right? And through it, I try to power myself through and say, hey, you got this. Everybody's going to think it's amazing. But the opposition never stops. And the, 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 the challenge, the work, the intention has to be that regardless of what the other side looks like is what we're talking about, you to continuously push the issue nonstop until you're done. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And um, so funny about that, like, well, one, if we, if we set the intention that this is going to be tough, it's, it's probably going to be tough. Gonna be and, tough. And, and, yeah. uh, but, but similar to that, so, you know, I, I make music, love making music. And um, I had recently just listened to some, like, old songs that I, I haven't listened to before. I was like, man, these songs go hard. What was what was I think? What have I been thinking? Like, just because sometimes I might get down on myself. I might I might have compared myself to somebody or just something, right, some, something different. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm listening like this is amazing work. So um, so yesterday. So one of the things I, I did, because my, my intention is to also recognize uh, my, my talent and explore and share it with the world. So I, uh, I wrote and recorded a song yesterday and I did something different that I never did where I kind of wrote journal notes with the song about how I feel about this song. And like I, I felt like I. I how do I say this? I enlightened that song. Like I, I like people going out listening to this and be like, what the heaven? How did how did he do this? And but I had to, I wanted to remind myself of that. So I kind of put that in the notes that I, I keep track of associated with the song. So that even if I forget, I remember my initial intention for making it. I remember why I made it, how I felt in the in the process of it when I switched to maybe like marketing mode and I'm trying to decide, okay, what do I market? What what with this or that, but as a as a creator, as an artist, as my intention for even making the song, I don't, I want to make sure that I don't forget that. And as days go by and the energies change from day to day, we sometimes forget our initial intentions, and then when we look up, we're far away from what we intended our life to be. And so it's important too that once you have an intention that that you know you really want, like you always say, Troy, uh, write it down, write 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 it down, and then remind yourself of it all the way until it's automatic until you don't have to think about it anymore. You know, one of my favorite scenes, but this was before I was 40. <laughs> I used to always say, man, one day you're going to wake up 40 and you're going to be like, what was I doing? But I, I, I love, I, look, life is like that. <clears throat> and um, it's actually something that I actually, I, I, talk, I, I talk to the kids and I tell them to write it down. And one of the things that I always ask them is, um, you know, have you ever lost something that, that like the remote? You know what I'm saying? And you couldn't remember which, or do you remember what you wore yesterday? Or do you remember what you wore last week? And the thought process behind it is that we have so much going on in our lives that um, it's not that we can't remember it, but 
spot on, we're not going to remember it because we it's just too much stuff to, to do. So writing stuff down, including your intentions, are important. And let, you know, like my son, I, you know, I use him as an example. He wants to be a hooper, right? So it's not like it's anything um, strategic or, or uh, something that he has. Like, it's just simple, hooper. So what does a hooper do? They go and hoop. But I guess my question for you would be like, What's a good way to sit down and identify intentions when you have so many, so many, because uh, it's, it's, it's easy to, 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 it's easy to combine intentions with goals, which is not necessarily the same thing, right? And so I guess, you know, what is a good way to sit down and identify what your intentions are so you can see how they relate to your goals? Yeah. So, yeah. Damn, this is the perfect time too, because we're ready to start a new year. Um, so the 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 best way is to is to really start, yeah, really start writing it down. Really start like take a take a pause moment and just kind of get into yourself and and start with the highest thing. Like start with what you really want from your life. Like what what do you? It's okay. So in a way, want might not be the right word, but it what's the state of being that you would like to be in? That's that's probably better because. The intentions are at the creation level. Being is you're, you're, you're creating. Being is creation. Creating is, is one and the same. But like wanting, that's more. That's more expectations. That's kind of that's kind of later on. That that's that's delayed. But the beingness, the creativeness, is right now. And if you can set a state of being for yourself for the rest of your life, what would that be like? What would you be happy being? And it's, st- it's still that might change because there, there's times that I've set certain intentions. But in the act of me being it, I realized, well, I don't want it like this. I kind of want to be like this, too. So it, it, I, I didn't go too far from it, but it helped me hone exactly what I wanted to be. And that's it. Like, it, it's a it's an ever-changing thing, but start with that highest thing. And then once you get in the habit of reminding yourself of that state of being and actually being it without thought, just automatic being, then you can slowly add on more because now you have the habit of 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 intended beingness instead of reactive beingness so so i'll use myself as an example and tell you what i felt you know how i wanted to be intentional about my life the way that it looked and how i had lost it and how i've had to find it along the way so 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 number one i told you i want to be the ultimate motivator i want to be the ultimate you know help somebody overcome but essentially my intentions in life have been to be a helper like I essentially want to help people. I want to I want to be somebody that people knew that, you know, and it's not about monetary. It's, it's about all things that I possibly could potentially help with, with the gifts that I've been given. So um, with that being said, one of the biggest drags of my life, per my own interpretation, was working in corporate America. The reason why it was one of the biggest drags of my life is because along the pathway, I found myself not being a helper, but just a facilitator. And so what I mean by that, it's not that I wasn't helping the companies that I work for. I was helping them. But I feel like my intentions are to be a helper of people specifically in my life, right? And so what happened was I started being a facilitator or a processor of widgets, just doing these, these mundane tasks every single day, which is the reason why I could not find joy or happiness. That's number one. So I decided to go get another job. And this is the beauty of it. I became a, I became a realtor. I got a career. I became a real estate broker. 
And uh, along the way, I realized that I didn't want to do real estate too. Because in it, I didn't see the help that I was giving to people. I internalized it as a processing of widgets. Get this person, get this paperwork, do this, right? And I would have to say that end result is what kind of changed my mind. But along the pathway, I started to realize that I don't want to do this forever. And the reason why is because I did not see how it related to my intentions. And so what I started to look at is how does this make sense to me? What does real estate really look like? And so what I found out was, dang, whenever I closed that house, that lady was so happy. She was so happy. Oh, you are a helper, Troy. You did help her do something that she didn't think she could do. And so when I started to realize that, I was like, okay, cool. That's one aspect of it. I ended up becoming a broker. Now, let me, let's go back to me working in corporate America, right? In corporate America, I felt like I was just, I was just in this world. I know what my, my, my point was, right? Um, but what happened was when I became a supervisor and I started to be the leader of a team helping my agents process widgets. But not only that, the part about being a manager was something was always going on with my team that they always want to talk about. And it allotted me or allowed me the, 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 the opportunity to encourage and uplift and point in the right direction. So that bought me a little bit more time in corporate America. Right. So, you know, before I, I left, but just coming back to, to real estate, I was not going to be doing this for forever. And now I'm a broker and now I'm in a position where I have the same thing that I had <clears throat> with corporate America, in addition to not only helping the team that I'm leading, but also helping the people that I deal with. And now I can see that what I what I'm trying to be intentional about in my life is right in front of me, even when it comes to me looking at my wife throwing a party. Versus me, me um, approaching it with the resistance like, oh, this is going to be a, a task. It's exactly what I want. And I think that's kind of how I how I envision or how I looked at it, because it, when I didn't know what my intentions was, it made my life hard every day. But when I was able to, first of all, realize it and see how it was a part of my life every day, that's when everything kind of changed. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And so, OK, what was interesting about your story, too, is. Uh, to to go back to your previous question about, um, you know, figuring out your intentions. So let's take when you were at work. So one, you were helpful at work and, you, you know, you say you realize that later, um, but you didn't know that because you never you never stopped to set your intention. Right. But um, there's a refining process with everything. So you, you realize, like you said, oh, OK, but my intention really is to help the people that are in my life. But then you tweaked it later. Well, my intention really is to happily help the people in my life. And it and it's and, it, and that's that's kind of the process. Like things will continuously change. Like like even mine, like I, I one of my intentions is to help people be happy all the time if they so choose to. And even in that, I realized that my audience would not be the same because I feel like what I say, my intention. I believe in my intention so much that I feel like what I say actually helps them so that they can now go on and do what they do. And it's always a new audience of people that aren't quite there yet. And I know sometimes we can we can get caught in. We have to have these people for the rest of our lives. And it's not necessarily that. And, and so it's ways to kind of tweak your intention with that. Like, I want to help these people do this so that then they can set their own intentions or so that then they can 
whatever it is, we get to set it, but just be mindful of the, the tweaking process and be intentional even with that. So, so I'll come back to you. So, so number one, <clears throat> there is, um, I never took the time to um, find out what my intentions were, like you said, right? But there's also a piece to this where sometimes depending on the circumstances that you're in, you don't feel like you could be intentional there anyway, which will stop you from um, trying to see what your intentions are. So what I mean by that is in corporate America, I feel like I'm only here for them. Like, there's no reason for me. So if you if you were to follow me, you know, 24 hours out, out the day when I was working corporate America, you could literally just put it on snooze until I walked out of work until I woke up. Because when I got out of work, that's when I kind of felt like my life started. And so when your life starts, when if you don't feel like your life has actually started, you don't feel like you can have intentions there in the first place. The reason why it took hindsight for me to realize it is because in me trying to find my intentions or understand who I was in prison time, I had to, I had to, to, to revisit all the aspects of my life to find out what made me happy. Um, I just use work as the example, but there are other instances in life where I overlooked it because I didn't feel like it had a place there. But then I started to recognize that, dang, I was still, this was still finding its way here. This was still finding its way here. This is still finding its way here. And now because I feel like I have autonomy or, or, or total control, I feel like I can flex that as much as I want to where I'm at. Now, I said that the way that I said it is because the reality of it is you can flex it no matter where you are. You can flex it. I could have flexed it back then, but because I, I had that shutoff turned on in my own brain, it never allowed me the opportunity. I could have been as happy in corporate America had I, like you said, took the time, but not alone just took the time, knew that I could be intentional there. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And, and so I, I would say too, like to then avoid this mistake, anyone that, that wants to start setting intentions avoid the mistake of setting your intentions under how your life already is. Like set it above that. Like you forget about how your life is. Forget it. it. It does not matter at all. Like your intention is your intention. You have the right, you, this is your birthright to be able to set your own intention and be able to be in that state of being. So what then happens is you, you, you may feel like, okay, I'm not at the job that they don't care about me, blah, blah, blah. But then you set this intention that has nothing to do with the job. Now you can look at your job from the eyes of your intention and see, okay, well, while I'm here, I might as well take advantage of this opportunity because this helps my intention in this way. No, I won't. Yeah. And so, and, and, and so with that, we are always at that highest level and reality bends to our intention versus us trying to, to be limited by mm -hmm. our perceived reality at the time, which it's not even really real. It's just our definition of how we define everything. So this will be my question for you then, too, right? Because I, I'm in 100% agreement. Um, and before I even ask the question, you know, I, I always encourage everybody to give meditation a try. You know, um, just sit back and survey yourself and seek out all the like. If you could just imagine yourself being um, a, a black silhouette. That's all you can see. 
and in it you had like little dots throughout your body different spots of your body that were lit up that were glowing that you could see and that was all your happiness points like meditate and seek out all the happiness that you have in you and realize what that looks like like realize why that dot was shining realize why you felt the way that you feel that's the reason why i love you talking about writing your song i mean i never heard of anybody ever writing a song and writing notes along with how they felt in specific parts of it so that way they can know why their intentions or why they did what they did that's, that's just an amazing thought process but i encourage as much for us like you cannot leave um happiness on the surface like that's just kind of how i feel about it and what i mean by that is really dive into your happiness really dive into why it made you feel that way but i guess my question for you is when it comes to really recognizing and setting your attentions what do you feel like is the best way yeah the, the best way. well since you brought since you brought up um meditation how okay so okay it took me a while to kind of get into a practice of meditation because in the, in the doing mindset, it's, it was hard to see the being mindset. But the meditation was one of those things to help with the being. And my for, like, so I, I set my intention, for example, for meditation. And you can set whatever intention you want. But uh, I set the intention for to just to just to help me in, in every possible way. And what I found is the shutting off of my mind where you you don't think at all you're just you're just being you're just observing being you have no thoughts thoughts might come towards you or you know you you and you can look at them and see it like now nah, i don't want to think that i don't want to think that and they're, they're just passing you by but what ends up happening is those like light points you talked about all these happy thoughts just start coming to you like you just start hearing them it's like you're hearing your higher self you're you're hearing the the, the inner voice god's voice from within and you're like oh i, I can do this i do want to do this i do want to do that and it, it'll since all that noise is gone your true self is there communicating with you and now you have a, a reference point of how you can set your intention or be intentional with being like you, you might say this state of being where i'm always receiving this inspiration this is the state of being i want to be at all the time and you can start reminding yourself of how that that feels and just be in it and just let let that guide you to your next steps so um, i love uh, and and uh, again i'm gonna go back to the very beginning starting out your day being intentional about everything you do again uh, removing the expectation intentions means doing regardless of what the expectation is or at least that's the way that i'm seeing it is um i, I think it's it's very 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 important and so many shows ago, and again, I'm glad we have this conversation because there's a um, a reminder in this for me of where I'm, I've, I've fallen off. Uh, but the, one of the things that I used to tell myself, the very first thing when I got up in the morning was, I'm amazing. And I would say that thing, I would say that thing over and over again. And, and, and just kind of give an example, you know, let's say my wife would get up before me. My wife would get up at six o'clock. I would normally get up around 6.20, 6.20, right? And from 6.20 to maybe 6.30, I would lay there and I would tell myself that I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I'm amazing. Um, my intentions are to be amazing. That's just what my intention is. Like Now, I know that's going to be different for different people. I have an idea of what amazing is in my own mind. Um, 
But the the cool part is, and I'll tell you this real quick. One of the t- first times that I ever did that, uh, once I got out the bed, I felt like I was floating. I can't even lie to you. I felt like it, it was intention said that I'm amazing. This is just a good day. And uh, I, I think I told you one day I, I went to the bank and uh, it was funny. This was just a, a weird situation where I was walking. I, I got out the car and there was a, a, a lady that was a little bit older than me, a little bit more mature than me. She saw me get out the car. The car was not close to the front door. Um, and I get up and I walk and I see her. I'm, I'm thinking, well, maybe this lady knows me. Maybe she's waiting on me. Maybe somebody else is coming out the door. And uh, when I got to the door, she held the door open for me. She was, uh, her words verbatim, I can't remember right now. Um, but she's like, yeah, I held a door open for you. Um, hope you have a great day. And she essentially alluded to me being a good person in a sense, right? And so in my mind, now I'm, I'm blown away. I'm like, why this lady, like, it's not like she asked me for my number or anything. It's not like she she didn't look like she was waiting on me to um, approach her in that manner. She literally let me in, and then she was like, you know, you seem like an amazing person, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets in her car and drives away. And so I'm, my mind is blown, like, right? And so in that moment, everything in, in me, you know, those, those split seconds where we try to think all these thoughts, I'm thinking, why did this lady hold this door? Why did this lady hold this door? And then I remembered, dang, I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm amazing, right? And, um, you know, the reason why I share that story is because I set my intentions throughout the day. Uh, and, and it's not to say that I didn't move accordingly, but that's what I had on my mind. And that's the way that something, something that small panned out. And there were a number of other things that happened throughout that day, but that's just one that kind of I want to share with. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. So the thing is, intentions are never small. Like that's the telepathic nature of it all. There, there are no private thoughts. Everything you think is is imparted to your environment, like because you set the definition, you set the intention, everything is affected by it. So like if you're having a conversation with somebody and you think like, man, I don't want to talk to this person, this person sucks. They can feel that on some level, whether they show it or not, whether they keep talking about whatever they're talking about, they can feel it on on some level that that disconnect is there. But if you flip it in your mind, you're like, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy what this person is saying. This person is wise. You actually feel it. So, so check this out. Um, yesterday, I had met up with a with an old friend, and uh, you know, we was just like, yeah, you know, how's it going or whatever. And he was like, yeah, just you know, making it in this cynical world. I'm like, cynical world. I'm like, this, this world is beautiful, man. It's a, it's a it's a it's a great world. What are you talking about? Like, and then he's like, what, what do you mean? And so I lit up because it's like, oh yeah, I, I, I this is I get to kind of flex my intention in this in this moment. And um, I gave him quick examples of what we already been through from walking into the the restaurant that we walked into, um, and he he kind of saw that. And then I, I I started sharing this, and and later through the conversation, he said something interesting to me. He said, "Man, because he, he 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 was asking questions like, well, obviously you know you you're enlightened and all this other stuff." And I was like, "Wow, that's that's cool because I, I I would love to be enlightened. I can't say that I am or or, or aren't because that's not for me to even judge, but." Um, what what I had told him at that point is the only way for me to be an enlightened is to see everyone else as enlightened. And he was like, so you see me as enlightened? I was like, yeah. And and, and the truth was I, I did. Like I, I wouldn't be able to talk to him with the amount of joy I was able to talk to him if I didn't. If I if I saw him as somebody who I don't know, like, but there's nobody I cannot see as enlightened anymore because everyone has what I have. And for me to strip you, strip that away from you is to strip it away from myself. And so 
that's that's the kind of telepathic nature. Like whatever your your intentions are set, whatever you you set forth and you step into it, the whole world is affected by it because, in a sense, you are the world. So, so I, I love that for a number of reasons. I'm gonna tell you one other story before we get out of here. But I love it because regardless of what his intentions were, right, the person that you were talking to, um, you made him feel like he was. Again, I don't know what he thought, but it, it, it just appears that you made him feel like he was more than he thought of himself, um, which I, I think is an amazing thought. But that's a part of your intentions, right? That's what I think anyway. It's not just about enlightening. You you want people to realize that they are enlightened already in the sense that they just don't recognize it. And so you made him feel that. Um, but, you know, just to kind of add to that, one of my intentions in life, not for me, is for my kids to feel like they are great. Like, if you ever, now again, that doesn't mean my kids don't get in trouble. That doesn't mean that I don't um, discipline them or none of that. But more often than not, you will literally hear me tell my kids, you know, you're great. Like, they'll ask me, like, they'll say something like that. Uh, you know, I did that. And I'll be like, yeah, you know, you did that because you go hard. You know, you did that because you're great. You know, you did that because you're smart. It's always because you are above the fray in my own, my own, based off of what y'all know my interpretation of life to be. So much so, one of the things that I do, so my two-year-old does not like getting up in the morning. And so what ends up happening is if you are not a morning person, you tend up being grumpy throughout the mornings. You know, you don't want to associate with people. You don't, at least this is how it is in my house anyway. And so you're a little, uh, you know, antagonist to everything. Like, I don't want to do that. I do that. You know, all this kind of stuff, right? So what I started doing probably two or three months ago was, Every time we got in the car, I start beating on the little console. Doom, 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 doom. I'm great. And I start singing a song. I'm great. I'm great. So that's the first thing I do every single morning we would get in the car. So they start, well, my oldest would start singing it with me. I'm great. Yeah, I'm great. So we're doing that, right? And so mornings, the, the little one, he'll be like, mm, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say that. I don't want to do that, right? So he'll sit back there quiet. And in the beginning... I would feel some type of way about it because I'm like, dude, you got to do this mud. Like, we all on this mud. And I would still tell them both that they great. So one morning, we did it, and he didn't do it. He was being upset about it. And after we finished, I was like, man, both of y'all are great. Y'all going to have an amazing day. And then he sat back and said, well, I didn't do it. And I said, well, that don't mean you're not great, right? And so going forward after that, Every morning, he would do that much. Every morning, he would be involved. Every morning, if he even wanted to throw stuff in, I want to say I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I'm amazing. So he started to build on what I had intentions on him doing in, in, in the first place. But even outside of that, it was to start your days off the right way with the right mindset. And no matter how he feels when he first gets out of bed, when we get in the car, he already knows that I'm in a great state of mind. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love all of that. And and. Every child wins these to record it. That's all I'm saying. But also, uh, <laughs> yeah, but but that that's one of the easiest intentions to set is in the morning that today is going to be a great day because that encompasses everything. Everything. And if you time. if you just remind yourself of that intention, even if somebody came and like, I don't know, even if you tripped, but you remind yourself that today is a great day, it's gonna be funny. You're gonna have fun. You'll probably make friends from it. Like, oh, I saw you fall. Oh, yeah, man, I know what happened, blah, blah, blah. And it it the day will have no choice but to be a great day. And so if you don't feel like sitting down and crafting out intentions, what you said, I am great. That's a great intention. Or 
today is a great day. Or you can say, I am great and today is a great day. A great day. And th that, that could just be your blanket intention every day mm -hmm. until it's so automatic that you know. You don't even have to remind yourself because it just is what it is. And if somebody says something different, you, you'll be taken aback. Like, what do you mean? This it's a beautiful day, you know? So, yeah. I love it because, again, I honestly believe, especially I know my my uh, my my twelve year old. He's a little bit more reserved in his replies, though I know he believes it. But my 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 five year old, he'll tell you in any moment that he go hard or that he's great or that like he even he'll tell me. I'll tell you, we we haven't talked to him like that. You know why I got that that uh grade? Cause I'm smart. Cause I go hard, and I'll be like, you know, for me, that's everything. I I know people might feel some type of way, but I'm like, look, you need to know what's right you know what i'm saying you need to know that you're amazing you need to know you're perfect so a part of my intention setting aside from me being a helper for people including my kids which is part of what i'm doing um is to to is to kind of like you not help people realize uh enlightenment which is the same thing but helping people realize that they're capable and anything is possible so uh, but yeah man uh, i know we at the end and i, I just want to you know tell everybody thank y'all for joining us today um, just know that without y'all, we wouldn't be here. We'd be doing something, but we definitely wouldn't be here. Um, and y'all really do truly help us work through the thoughts that we're actually talking about. And we hope that we do the same, which is the reason why we always encourage, if you know somebody, make sure you let them know. Um, but Jay, you can go ahead and uh, take us up at this thing, man. Yeah, I'm going to say one, one quick thing that just popped in my head that I got to say with the telepathic intention thing, too. Um, sometimes people in your life can appear to be sick or can appear to be struggling because you didn't you don't intend to see them great and yeah it's it's, a, it's an interesting thing and so yeah so i'll, I'll let y'all work on that just 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 think about it and um <laughs> and yeah just I, I appreciate all y'all if you found this helpful hit that share button hit that like button um there's a link on there to subscribe so you can get the after show recap where we, we send tips and stuff affirmations and things so you can you can continue setting these beautiful intentions or whatever the topic is for this particular week. And uh, just remember, you're a perfect creator, a perfect creation made by a perfect creator. So you might as well accept your perfection and enter perfect mode. If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to perfect mode, where there are no excuses, no expectations and we explore the world without limitations i'm jay clay rapper the spiritual teacher with my co-host troy washington your friendly neighborhood realtor let's be real so let's be perfect everything anything